Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. And it's there for Drummond, away for Moanga, flying wide to Havili, Reese, Seven Reese, still going, Seven Reese! Oh, what a try that is! No need to carry on though, as they boot it into the grandstands, and the Crusaders win the quarterfinal, and they move on. The season is over for the Reds with the Crusaders winning here tonight in Christchurch, 37 points to 15. Grant Nisbet there with his take on happenings in the Crusaders' victory over the Reds. 37-15, the Chiefs 39, Waratahs 15, the Blues 35, the Highlanders 6, the Brumbies 35 and the Hurricanes 25. I'm pleased to say that the great man is with us this morning, uh, the voice of New Zealand rugby, Grant Nisbet uh, Nisbo. Uh, though we, uh, I think it's fair to say all the favourites just got home over the weekend. We might have a, a conver- uh, conversation about the Hurricanes, but I think pretty much it went to the form book anyway. Uh, any great surprises with, for you? G'day, Smithy. Good morning to you. Um, no, not really. Not really. Um, it was all about being the home team, wasn't it, really? The Crusaders at home, uh, the Chiefs at home, the Blues at home and the Brumbies at home. And the teams that travelled uh, simply couldn't get the job done. And um, it's not surprising. Three New Zealand teams, one Australian team. And the one Australian team has been a standout, really. And it, at, at, since we've had Super Rugby, the Brumbies have been a standout. And uh, it's no surprise to me that uh, that they've gone through as well. OK, let's, before we say um, hello to the semi-finals, let's just say uh, goodbye to the Highlanders and the Hurricanes in particular. Uh, the end of Tony Brown's uh, run at the Highlanders. Uh, Clark Dermody's made noises about being the new coach. Uh, what, what, I mean, they made the last eight at the end of the day um, because of the generous nature, I guess, of the playoffs and the competition. But what, what did you make of the Highlanders season and where do you, where do you think they might go coaching-wise? Oh, pretty disappointing. I mean, I think I think I'm right in saying they won four games all year, which is uh, which is simply not good enough from the Highlanders' point of view. Uh, they'll be disappointed with the way things turned out. Tony Brown will be disappointed as he jets away to Japan to join Jamie Joseph over there. But I think on reflection, they didn't have very many match winners, did they? When you when you look through their uh, team, there weren't any or too many players who could take a game by the scruff of the neck. They were fundamentally toilers who did a damn good job, made it hard for the opposition to win, but they didn't have um, a, a bloke or two blokes who could absolutely rip a game apart. I mean, you could argue um, Falao Fakatava possibly when he came on, but you need two or three in every team, I think, to do that. And while they were battlers, um, they just didn't uh, have anybody who could set the place alight, really.
Yeah, I, I totally agree, and 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 I don't know quite. I don't think they have to rush into naming a coach. I, I mean, everyone likes to get surety in life these days, but I don't. Uh, I don't see an absolute standout just uh, waltzing in there, do you? At this point, no, not really. I mean, uh, incumbency helps a lot, I suppose, and Clark Dermody would be uh, would be one of the four uh, to the four. I think. Um, I think what they need to do really is look at recruitment. Um, it's a small catchment area, as we know. I mean, it's really only Otago and Southland. They don't have the luxury of, um, you know, of being able to choose from a number of different provinces, etc. I think, I think the Brains Trust uh, down there need to sit down and think about recruitment. Really, uh, who's available? Who do we need? And let's get on with it and do it early. Yep, do it early. Okay, okay, I'll run with that. Could I ask the same couple of questions of the Hurricanes? Season in review, coaching setup. Yeah, interesting. Um, probably better than the Highlanders, but um, disappointing in the finish. I mean, they'll argue, and every team can argue this, you know, disrupted by COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you're judged purely and simply on results. And they dropped that game against Moana Pacifica, and uh, which would have probably given them a home final if they or a home quarter final if they'd won that game. On reflection, it probably didn't seem that important at the time, but it was damn important, really. Uh, they went close on a number of occasions. The only team to beat the Blues and all that sort of stuff. But overall, I've got to say, disappointing. They uh, they uncovered a few possible stars for the future, the likes of Aidan Morgan, Morgan and Josh Morby. Um, but again, they have to think about uh, recruitment. Where do we need to improve, et cetera, et cetera. I think the coaching is uh, probably stable for another 12 months, um, but they need to seriously have a look at recruitment and who do we need and, and in what positions do we need them. Mm, interesting. Okay, let's go forward to this Friday night. It's not that far away now. Crusaders against the Chiefs. Incidentally, this will be the 100th game uh, in charge for Scott Robertson and Jason Ryan as a combination. So there's just a, a little bit of extra incentive, not that they know uh, need it, the Crusaders. They know how to play at this uh, time of the year. Having said that, the Chiefs knocked them over earlier in the year. Yeah, they did, absolutely. The, I mean, the Chiefs won't go down there fearing the fact that they have to go to Christchurch, that is for sure. I thought the Chiefs played pretty damn well uh, at the weekend. The Waratahs were a tricky opponent, but they handled them pretty easily. Um, and, you know, these New Zealand clashes, we all know there's never much in it. And, um, you know, mate against mate and all the rest of it. But, I mean, the Crusaders at home are very, very hard to beat. But I think the Chiefs have got a team who can go down there with some confidence, um, not overly confident about it. But um, I would certainly rate them a better chance to knock over the Crusaders than what the Reds did. Uh, the Reds mm-hmm. pretty much didn't, didn't improve much over seven days. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's a Crusaders team that's actually firing on all cylinders yet. Um, there's certainly some flaws there. And at one point there on Friday night, I think the Reds came to within one point. And I thought, mm-hmm. and you probably thought, hello, what's going on here? But in the end, of course, they ran away with it. But um, look, I, I, think the, I think the Chiefs have got to go down there and give themselves a shot at it. The, the one big loss, and he's been in hell of a good form this year, uh, was Blackadder, Ethan Blackadder. Uh, we, we still don't know. He's having scans today, I think, so we still don't know the extent of that. So you just look at that side that they had at the weekend. You're probably thinking Tom Christie comes in, and it's just jersey for jersey, really, in that regard. But uh, it is a hole without Blackadder. Yeah, look, he is um, he is an outstanding player. He's not the Crusaders player of the year for nothing, Smithy. He... 
he gives it 80 minutes every single day that he goes out there. And uh, he's tough, he's hard, he's uncompromising. He's just the sort of bloke you need uh, fronting up week after week after week. And they are going to miss him, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we all feared the worst there on Friday night. I think we all imagined that maybe a broken arm or something similar, but we find out it was a shoulder dislocation, so I don't know how quickly you recover from that. But, um, yes, they will miss him, and I'm pretty sure that Tom Christie will slot in there in the number seven jersey. The great thing about Blackadder is that he seems to be able to play six, seven, and eight, um, and so he's great cover as well, isn't he? But, um, look, uh, Christie's a good player. I think he's the uh, highest tackler in the competition and uh, one of the better turnovers of the ball and, and the rest of it. So, look, they won't lose too much. The Brumbies really have looked the only Australian chance from day one, to be fair. Um, so then uh, this weekend or this Saturday night, it's the Blues and the Brumbies, uh, 7.05 Eden Park. Um, and a lot of this will be about uh, just how Bowden Barrett's able to run the game, and he's been doing it pretty well lately. He has. He's certainly been the form number 10 in the competition, without any doubt. Um, on the back of a forward pack that is marching forward, which always helps, and always looks makes numbers 9 and 10 look very good when your forward pack is, is marching forward. But the thing I've noticed about Barrett this year is he's taking the line on. He's actually running to the line. He's quite physical. You go back and compare that to the Bowden Barrett of five years ago, who very rarely ever went to the line. He usually just shoveled it mm. on. And uh, and waited for um, you know second phase play when there were a few gaps opening up. So his whole attitude is, uh, appears to be a lot different uh, this season. Look, I think they'll be too good for the Brumbies. Uh, the Brumbies uh, don't play a very expansive sort of game. I think you've got to go to Eden Park and attack the Blues. There's no point going to Eden Park and being defensive and saying uh, you have the ball and uh, and we'll see what we can do and bowl you over and uh, and cause um, you know turnovers and make penalties etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you've got to go there with a positive attitude and uh, if you don't do that then I think you you're going to finish up in second place and I think that's what'll happen to the Brumbies. So okay, so we're looking uh, at the way you're reading it. Probably Crusaders Blues final at. Uh, Eden Park. That's what you're sort of taking. Yeah, look, I'm 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 giving the Chiefs an outside chance in Christchurch because I still don't think that the Crusaders are as good as they can be. Um, they've looked a little bit clunky in places this year, but they always find a way to get the job done. But if they had an off night uh, and the Chiefs had a, a very much an on night, I'd give the Chiefs uh, an outside chance of winning. I don't think I'd give the Brumbies much chance of winning at Eden Park. Okay, let's um, look at the stage of the season now from an all-black point of view, Nisbah, if we can, just briefly. Uh, Now's the time we're we're always told that the all-black selectors really sit up and take notice. It's playoff time, and they're not far away from getting their hands on those players they want to have around. Uh, Not long ago, we were talking about the options about who to leave out of the loose forward trio, but all of a sudden, uh, we're looking at a bit of a mash unit there, Blackadder. Papa Leti Kane, all doubtful. Uh, we're not quite know where any of them are at. So loose forward area all of a sudden leaves Artie as the given, and who else? Yeah, good point. Very good point. And it's um, it's such an important year for New Zealand rugby. I mean, this is the year before the World Cup. This is the year they have to make tough decisions. There's no point leaving it till next year. And I think this year they um, they really have, as I said before, have to make some tough decisions. And uh, who to leave in, uh, who to leave in there, and who not to have. Uh, and there's still a door open, of course, next year if somebody plays themselves back into form. But yeah, the loose forwards are very interesting, isn't it? Um, you mentioned those guys who are injured. 
Um, I don't imagine Dalton Papali'i will be out for too long. Um, I think an appendix operation, I'm not sure how long that keeps you out of it. Um, Adi Savia is a given in, in my point. Uh, you know, Shannon Frizzell is back. Um, um, Tupu Vai has been most impressive. And I wonder how they look at him, whether they look at him as a fixed or a, or a lock. Um, I still think there's plenty of depth there, Smithy. And I think it's uh, way too early to panic with the injuries that are around. Okay, let's look at uh, a couple of other areas, uh, Nisbo. Uh, the Whitelock-Retallic partnership as such. Uh, Retallic back playing and being fairly physical the other night for 80 minutes. Whitelock, I thought, had one of his better games at the weekend in the last uh, month or so anyway. So is that, um, and I say this with inverted commas, is that a given, that partnership to start? Yeah, I, I imagine it is. Um, Scott Barrett is playing really well too, and and I, I think the experiment of playing him at number six in an all-black jersey is, is long gone, so therefore he's a lock. And um, he'd be hard to leave out. And now who do you, do you leave him out for? And I, I imagine it's a straight head-to-head, really, between he and, uh, and Sam Whitelock. Um, but just at the moment, I think they'll go with that experience. Uh, you know you're going to get uh, plenty of industry, uh, plenty of good graft out of Sam Whitelock. Um, sure, he may not be as good as he was, but he's still good enough to be an All Black, I think. Uh, Brody Retallick is um, is quite an outstanding player, as we know, and so I think they'll probably do that. And uh, and Barrett will be the will be the backup. You know, there are other possibilities around, but just at the moment, they look to be the three. Okay, um, bearing in mind, of course, we're we're also looking forward, as you said before, we're looking forward a year. And a bit, really, um, and I, I guess they have to weigh up the legs of, of these guys, which uh, brings me to the other interesting bracket for me. I mean, you mentioned during the, the commentary itself on Saturday night. I mean, have we probably been better off in terms of the wingers around the country when you see, you know, the likes of what was on show there, um, and and you know uh, the ones that weren't on show? I just wonder what do we do now with Will Jordan, Geordie Barrett, that bracket. Yeah, look, it's a toughie. Um, I, I, you've got to have Will Jordan on the park at the start of the test match. Now, where you put him, of course, is up for debate. Um, he would be just as effective on the wing if you wanted to play Geordie Barrett at fullback. And I think you need to play Geordie Barrett as well, to be perfectly honest. And then the debate starts as to whether he's a midfielder or not. Um, I think he prefers in midfield, but you get the feeling that Ian Foster would much prefer to see him at fullback. So let's say he's the starting fullback. You have to play Jordan. I think that's an absolute given. He has to start. So that takes up one of the wing positions. And then you can argue over who plays on the other wing. And you've probably got about six candidates. Mm. You have got six candidates. I I mean... He's only about uh, 80 kilos ringing wet, it seems, a Severu Reese, but his physicality levels are quite astounding. His work rate even more so for me. Yeah, look, he looks to be the form winger in the competition for me um, because he gets his sleeves rolled up and he doesn't just stand out on the wing and say, well, you know, is someone going to throw me the ball sometime? He really goes in after it, and um, I think he's, he's, he's outstanding at the moment. But you look across the competition and uh, so many other good wingers around, aren't there? You know, the sort of the Caleb mm. Clark and uh, even Mark Talia at the Blues is an outstanding player um, and George Bridge and you name it. There's, there's wingers all over the show. So I, I think that's one of the areas of least concern, really, for the All Black selectors. Yeah, I totally agree, Nisbo. Um, 
interesting to see when that first squad comes out. It won't be that far away. Uh, mate, thank you so much for your time this morning, uh, summing up and looking forward to uh, what we've got this weekend. Uh, I think the, the four best sides have uh, deservedly got through to this stage. Uh, thank you so much, and it's my turn to buy you a $14 beer at Ridges in Christchurch. I'll be there Thursday, Friday night. See you there. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. Nisbo. <laughs> yeah, goodness me. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.